Do things always seem to be going wrong in your life? Are you someone who is constantly asking, why me, God, when something happens? If so, then this week's episode is for you. This week, we're going to be focusing on Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and how what we think creates our reality. So many of us walk around with negative mindsets, negative thoughts, not realizing that the things that we think are the very things that we manifest into our reality. If you want to start to change your life, you have to start by changing your thoughts. You are listening to the Woman of Faith podcast, hosted by award-winning author and transformation coach, Nancy Ruffin. Whether you're establishing your faith journey or just getting started, the Woman of Faith podcast is passionate about sharing stories of faith that will inspire you to boldly live the life you were created for. If you're ready to elevate your faith and step into who God created you to be, then you're in the right place. So let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. It is your host, Nancy Ruffin, the queen of all things mindset. If you have been following me for a while, if you've been connected to me for a while, then you know that mindset is something that I talk a lot about because I understand that our mind controls everything. This is why it's so hard for people to change because it's so hard for us to change our thoughts, especially if we have developed unhealthy habits, unhealthy behaviors, if our mind has been conditioned to think negatively about things, if you're someone who automatically looks at the half at the glass half empty instead of half full, right? That is the kind of energy that you're going to put out into the world. And because we know that everything in the world is energy, that is exactly what you're going to attract back to yourself. And so for this week, I wanted to spend some time to talk about the power of our minds and how if you are able to change your mind, refocus your thoughts, then you can absolutely change your life. And this is, I guess the reason why I wanted to talk about this this week is because this is the topic that I am working through with some of my coaching clients in the Success Academy. We're focusing on how we can rebuild ourselves. And so the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 12, verse 2, that the way for us to change and to experience true transformation is by renewing our minds, right? So if I'm reading from the Bible, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says, do not conform any longer to the pattern of the world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Now, why is it that it's so hard for us to change our thoughts, to change our minds? And really, the reason why it's so hard is because we have not conditioned ourselves to think about our thoughts or to pay attention to the things that we are thinking. Because in order for us to change our thinking, we first have to be aware of the thought. 
And then once we are aware of the thought, then we have to be intentional about changing that negative thought into something positive. And one of the things that I do every year, I've been doing it every year since probably 2014, is that I have an annual vision board workshop, right? And it's usually at the beginning of the year, January. Sometimes I get so many women that want to attend that I have to have multiple workshops. And sometimes that leads us into February. But ideally, I want the workshop to happen in the beginning of the year because I want people to enter the year with a new clear frame of mind, right? And so even if you haven't attended a vision board workshop or done a vision board, there are so many people who make New Year's resolutions, right? Every New Year's Day, millions of Americans make resolutions to change, right? So what is that? That really is a decision that they are committing to, to do something different for that year, right? But if you are like many of us who who have made New Year's resolutions, then you know that by the time April, May comes around, those same people have given up on their resolutions, right? So many of us join gyms at the beginning of the year thinking that if we make the investment in a gym, that that's going to be the motivation that we need to get us to the gym and get us committed to our health and wellness. But listen, I know people who invest money in gyms and never show up, right? And so I just want you to realize that it's okay if you struggle with changing your mindset. It's something that all of us struggle with. And especially those of us who are believers in Christ, those who follow Jesus, we make a commitment um, to be more Christ-like, right? And many of us would want to change so that we can be more Christ-like. This is something that I constantly, I don't know if struggle is the right word, but every day in my prayers, I ask God to mold me and to change me so that I can be more like Christ. So every day I have this intention um, and I may not always succeed, right? But it's something that I, I put out there and it's a way for me to continuously check myself um, because if I'm going to compare myself to anything or anyone, I want to compare myself to Jesus because the world will have us out here comparing ourselves to each other, comparing ourselves to the images that we see on social media, have us comparing ourselves to our colleagues or our coworkers or our siblings or any other external like force out in the world. And I'm done with those comparisons. So if I'm going to compare myself, I want to compare myself to Jesus. How am I showing up in the world? How can I be more like Christ? And yet, when it comes down to really changing, like it's hard. Like I never want anyone to think that change is easy because it's not. And then when we think about relationships, right? And and being in relationships with partners who we want to change, changing someone else is even more difficult. If you sit and think about how hard it is to change yourself, you have to come to the realization that you are not going to be able to change another person. Like if someone is going to change is because they want to change and because they're going to put the work into changing. If we can't change ourselves, there's no way that we're going to be able to change somebody else. And then even when we're on this journey, 
right? We might find ourselves um, on this pathway of change and we might make some progress and some improvements, right? And then just when we think we've made some progress, somebody comes in, the enemy, right? The enemy is always trying to distract us from our goals and we might find ourselves slipping back to the bottom. So how can we change for good? And when I use the term for good, I mean both permanently and, and for good in terms of our character and our behavior, right? Because really that's what true transformation is. It's, take, it's transforming our thoughts and, and our mind so that our thoughts and our minds can influence our character and our behavior and our actions and the way that we show up in the world. So how can we change to become more like Christ? So in addressing this question, we have to be honest. You know, all of us don't start off on the same playing field. Like each of us have different experiences and those experiences have an impact and an influence in how we show up in the world, how we think about ourselves and how we think about the world at large. Um, and the reality is that some of us have a more difficult battle and changing our mindset than others do. So for example, if you grew up in a home where there was frequent conflict, fighting, or if your parents split up, or if you were verbally, physically, or sexually abused, like clearly that person is going to have a lot more issues to deal with than someone who has not had that same experience. Or maybe you've fallen into certain sins, right? As a result of your environment, as a result of um, your community or the people that you hang out with, right? So maybe you have um, become a victim of drug or alcohol abuse or maybe um, certain sexual sins. Maybe you're promiscuous, like whatever. Um, That person is going to have a tougher battle to change for good because all of these things are things of the enemy, right? And this is Satan that that has a stronghold on on us and our ability to transform for good because before we can transform for good, we have to be able to rid ourselves of these things that are holding us back, right? The the, the, um, drug addiction, the alcoholism, um, the trauma that we're dealing with as a result of, you know, abuse or any of the things um, that we encounter in our lives. However, just because the battle may be more difficult doesn't mean that you can't win that battle, right? The good news is that the Bible promises change to all of us who believe in Jesus, And so this is what we have to focus on, especially when we're looking at Romans chapter 12, verse 2, right? Um, And if we kind of go back a little bit to verse 1, in verse 1, Paul addresses his readers as brethren, right? Brethren means like brother, which assumes that they have experienced this new birth, right? So when we talk about new birth, the this is um, similar to like being born again when you give your life 
back to Christ um, and you are putting God first, right? So God has changed their hearts from being hostile towards him to loving him. And what that means is that they, again, they're putting God first. So they're no longer looking to these things to satisfy them. Instead, they're looking to God and they're putting him first and foremost. And so they have believed that Jesus is Christ and that Jesus is their savior and Lord. So they're no longer living according to their own selfish desires, right? They have presented their bodies as living sacrifices to the Lord. So um, what it's saying is that you must have experienced the change of salvation and total commitment of your life to God. That's Romans 12 verse 1. Before you can experience the change of sanctification or growth in godliness, which is Romans chapter 12 verse 2. And so when we come back from this break, I'm going to get into um, this verse, what it means um, to not conform to the pattern of the world and how we can start really being transformed by the renewing of our minds. You're listening to the Women of Faith Podcast. Welcome back to the Women of Faith Podcast. This week, we are talking about the renewing of our minds. Mindset matters. What you think about, you bring about. In fact, Proverbs 23 verse 7 tells us, for as a person thinks in his heart, so is he. Now, one of the things that I realized is that the longer I serve God and study his word, the more I realize the importance of thoughts and words. And in my Bible study group, we are studying the book of Genesis. And one of the things that totally blew my mind as I read Genesis chapter one, and I've read the book of Genesis before. I read it last year in its entirety. And I missed this the first time around. But as I read it this time, um, and when I read the story of creation, it blew my mind that God created everything in the world literally by speaking it into existence. All he said was, let there be light and there was light, right? Let there be night, let there be day, let there be birds, everything. If you go back and you read Genesis 1, you will see that God created the entire universe and everything in it simply by speaking it into existence. Now, that realization blew my mind because we walk around in this world, in our spaces, constantly um, speaking negative, negatively 
to ourselves. We will say everything that we are not. We will focus on all of our flaws, on our mistakes, on everything that has gone wrong, not realizing, not recognizing that the more we speak that negativity, the more we put that energy out into the world, the more of that that we are attracting into our lives. And so if you take nothing from this week's episode, I want you to recognize the power, the power that resides in the words that you speak and in the thoughts that you think. Because everything that has been created in this world has first started off as a thought in someone's mind. Right, the, the radio, the speaker, the phone that you are listening to this podcast on was a creation that someone had in their mind. It was a thought, it was an idea because before anything can exist, it has to be an idea. There has to be a blueprint for it, right? Years ago, we didn't have microphones, we didn't have computers, we didn't have microwaves, we didn't have any of the things, we didn't have television sets, I mean, we didn't have cars, if we think back, you know, to hundreds of years ago, and yet someone had the foresight to think of these things, right, and so that they can ultimately be created. So if we understand that thoughts become things, When will you start to shift your thinking and your mindset so that you can start creating positive outcomes in your life? So if we look at Proverbs 23, 7, what does that really mean? As a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. Another translation of that says, as a man thinks in his heart, he becomes. As a woman thinks in her heart, she becomes. So I ask you in this moment to think about yourself. What do you think about yourself? How do you view yourself? How are you showing up in the world? Like, are you playing small? Do you believe that you are not the greatest creation that God has created? Think about how you think about yourself. And if you are thinking negatively about yourself, if you are playing small in this world, I am encouraging you to start to shift that thinking because that was not what God was thinking when he created you. Let me tell you something. The mind is so powerful. The mind controls every single thing. It is the leader of all of our actions. And Romans chapter 8 verse 5 makes it clear. For those who are according to the flesh and are controlled by its unholy desires, set their minds on and pursue those things which gratify the flesh. Right? So think about what you're thinking. And if the things that you're thinking are set on satisfying the flesh, that's all that you're ever going to do. But those who are according to the spirit and are controlled by the desires of the spirit set their minds on and seek those things which gratify the Holy Spirit. Our actions are a direct result of our thoughts. I want to say that again in case you missed it the first time. 
our actions are a direct result of our thoughts. So if we have a negative mind, we will have a negative life. But on the other hand, if we renew our mind according to God's word, we will, as Romans 12 verse 2 promises, prove out in our experience the good and acceptable and perfect will of God for our lives. Now, it absolutely blows me away how much power we have over our lives, yet we don't recognize, yet we relinquish our power because we allow other people, other things, other people's opinions to control so much of how we show up in the world. We allow, we will allow something that someone says to us negatively influence our decision of whether or not to do something. Yet in every single circumstance all throughout the day, we have a choice as to what we do with how we're feeling. And listen, I just want to say that just because you feel something doesn't necessarily make it a fact. Feelings are fleeting. You know what that means? They come and they go. And sometimes our feelings can be liars. We can perceive something. We'll get a feeling about something based on a past experience, but it may not necessarily be true. And so you have to be aware. You have to be conscious of that. You have to be conscious that you have a choice as to what you do with how you're feeling, the thoughts that you think, and the attitudes that come along with both of them, right? I used to think that we just wake up and live life however it shows up for us. Like whatever happens throughout the day, we just live with that. But that, that is so wrong, right? Because we absolutely have the power of choice. God has equipped us with the, with the, the power of free will. You know what that means? That means that we get to choose. We get to make decisions about how we are going to show up, about how we are going to live our lives. And we can choose to live our life on purpose with a purpose. You don't just have to live the cards that are dealt to you. You get to choose how you play those cards, right? So you get to choose the attitude that you are going to have in this world, you get to choose how you respond to someone's um, mean words or evil acts towards you. You don't have to respond in the same way that they do. You get to choose whether or not you let someone frustrate you or get you out of character. And listen, I will tell you, I'll be the first one to admit that <laughs> I could have really bad road rage when I'm driving. Um, you know, just the other day I was driving in the car with my kids um, and someone cut me off and my immediate response was to like curse this person out. And like I'm cursing them out in the car with my kids. And let me tell you, there's nothing like a child checking you. And that was exactly what um, my oldest daughter did. She was like, you know, mom, you don't have to curse. 
you promised you wasn't going to curse. And this is one of my vices. This is a bad habit. This is something that I'm working on. God is still working on, on this with me because I have a potty mouth. Um, not that I'm proud of it, but I'm sharing it because I'm human. And I recognize that there are still areas of opportunities for me to improve. Um, you know, and so when my daughter pointed this out, what she was saying is, you have a choice, mom, on how to respond. You don't have to respond that way. You don't have to curse this person out. You know, you can choose to do something else. And the same is true for you. What kind of attitude are you showing up with in the world, you know, to people who are trying to take you out of character? Think about your attitude. You can choose to not let people frustrate you. You can choose to not let people get you easily angered, right? The Bible tells us to renew our minds, which means to take our thoughts and replace them with God's thoughts. And let me tell you, that's hard. Like if you're not used to doing that, it's really hard to replace your own thoughts with God's thoughts. But I will tell you that thoughts that are not God's thoughts, those are unholy thoughts, right? Those thoughts are coming um, from the enemy. And I want to remind you that the devil is a liar. I'm, I want to read from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, right? Because we are not wrestling with flesh and blood, but against the despotisms against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers of this present darkness, against the spirit forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. So what does that mean? That means that there are supernatural powers at work, right? Trying to get us against God trying to take over our minds and our thoughts so that the thoughts that we're thinking are not God's thoughts. And from this scripture, we see that we are in a war. And if we really study this carefully, this verse informs us that our warfare is not with other human beings, but with the devil and his demons. Our enemy is Satan. And he attempts to defeat us with strategy and deceit. And he is good at it. He is good at it. Because Satan is a very patient, patient demon, right? He is deliberate. He is deliberate. His plans are well laid. He's strategic. But that's also what makes him such a great liar. And John... Chapter 8, verse 44 tells us that Jesus called him the father of lies and all that is false. He lies to you. He lies to me. He tells us things about ourselves, about other people, and about circumstances that just aren't true. And this is how the enemy takes over our minds and our thoughts because it is filled with all of these lies from the devil. And the thing is, he doesn't do this all at one time, right? He begins by bombarding our mind with a cleverly devised pattern of little nagging thoughts, of suspicions, of doubts, of fears, wonderings, 
reasonings and theories, right? He moves slowly and cautiously because after all, well-laid plans take time, right? He can't just come at us, you know, all in one shot. He got to do a little by little because that's how he starts to break us down. That's how he starts to get over, um, get control over our mind and how we think about ourselves and how we view ourselves, right? He has a strategy for his warfare and he has studied us for a long time. So he knows exactly what to do, right? To get us um, to turn away from God and to turn away from, you know, God's thoughts. He knows what we like and what we don't like. He knows our insecurities and our weaknesses and our fears. He knows what bothers us most. And he is willing to invest any amount of time it takes to defeat us, to break us down, to get us exactly where he wants us. And he is patient where you and I struggle with patience the enemy doesn't the, the enemy is patient and he will wait as long as he needs to to attack us and so i want you to think about that every time you start to think negatively about yourself i need you to remind you that those thoughts are not god's thoughts those thoughts are from the enemy those thoughts are from the devil and so every time you start to notice these negative thoughts creep up, you have to be intentional about replacing those negative thoughts with God's thoughts, with the promises that God has made you, right? Because not only can you replace your thoughts, but lies, you can, re you can replace the lies that have been spoken over you, that have created insecurities inside of you and false identities, because it's one thing to notice a negative thought, but it's another thing to replace it with the truth, which brings life. If you notice yourself having a bad attitude or a bad day, check yourself. Like stop, right? Start being intentional about recognizing what you're thinking. Start becoming aware of your thoughts. Because once you start to change the vocabulary around your thoughts, that is when you start to make a difference in your perspective and in how you perceive the world around you. So many of us wake up Monday mornings complaining about Monday, right? We're saying, oh, I have to go to work today or I have to um, do this or do that. Not recognizing that the ability to wake up on any day and do work is a blessing. So when you start replacing the I have to with the I get to, it starts to shift your perspective, right? No, not you don't have to go to work. You get to go to work because someone doesn't get that opportunity, right? So start changing the vocabulary around the things that you are doing. Because just as forgiveness is not a one-time thing, it's a continual process daily. You have to be willing to forgive, right? So is the renewing of your mind. 
Like your mind isn't automatically going to be renewed and transformed because you're conscious and aware of your thoughts on one day. No, you have to be conscious and aware of your thoughts every single minute of every single day. If you're not focused on it, you may go back to your old way of thinking. And that's not what you want. That is not what God calls us to, right? And if you want your mind to truly be transformed, you have to be aware of it every single minute of the day. You have to be focused on it every single minute of the day. Also start paying attention to those feelings, to your circumstances. The Bible says that we have been given authority, which means we don't have to let our circumstances beat us down and take over. We get to beat them down and take over them. Most times, this is really difficult for us to remember. Such a huge key in living life victoriously is recognizing the power of God and the authority that God has given us to create the life that we want. Through our thoughts, through our mindset, through our actions, through staying focused on God and his promises for our lives. Listen, I understand that sometimes it's more comforting to give ourselves our pity party and to nurse those feelings and to feel them because we want to. And listen, I'm not telling you to ignore your feelings. Absolutely Feel your feelings, like your feelings are valid. But what I'm saying is don't hold on to those feelings. Feel them and then let them go. Sometimes like I get angry and I don't want to change the way that I'm feeling because it feels good to be angry, right? When somebody does something to you and someone upsets you, like it's good to, to feel angry and then you want to let out this wrath of anger on someone, right? But if you paused for a moment and thought about the consequences of that, then you might start to realize, well, you know what, just because I feel angry doesn't necessarily mean that this is the best thing for me to be feeling. Because if I act on these feelings, the consequences and repercussions can do me more harm than good, right? So we have to understand that we get to control our feelings and we don't have to allow our circumstances to control our feelings. The Bible says that we have been given authority over sickness, over demons, over darkness, over everything. So when we start to recognize that we have the power, that is when we start to change. The Bible says that power is in the tongue, right? The tongue can speak life over you or it can speak death over you. What are you speaking over yourself? How are you allowing your thoughts and your mind to either lift you up or tear you down? You have the power. No one else. And so as I end this podcast, I just want you to spend some time really paying attention to what you're thinking. How can you start to control those thoughts? How can you start to take the power back from the enemy, 
from the negative voices, from the insecurities, from the doubts, from the fears, from everything that you have allowed to control you up until this point. You do not have to play the victim in the life, in your life anymore. You can rest in the promise of God. You can hold on to the truth that you can be transformed through the renewing of your mind. Until next time, I hope that this podcast has blessed you. Thank you for listening and never forget that you have been created for more. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Woman of Faith podcast. If this episode blessed you, consider supporting us by leaving us a rating, giving us a review, writing a comment, and sharing with your network. And if you feel really moved, you can consider making a financial donation to the link in our episode notes. Until next time, I pray that you are blessed, that you step boldly into what God is calling you to do, and that you never forget that you were created for more.